What is going on, everyone? If you are a new listener, welcome, and I am happy to have you. If you are not a new listener, welcome back. Regardless if you're new or you're not, you are now tuned into your favorite podcast. This is the best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success. I am and will always be your host, Maverick Levy. I really appreciate the support that you all have been showing to me and to the show. With that being said, I just want to say that I love you all so much, truly, from the bottom of my heart. This show's growth is only possible because of all of you listeners out there that are subscribing, sharing the word about the show. So don't forget to spread the word about the show to others and be sure that you are subscribed. And lastly, please, if you are listening on the Apple Podcast app, please leave a five-star review because that tremendously helps with the growth of the show as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that has been supporting since day one. And if you're new here, thank you for the new support. That is also very much appreciated. Like I said, if you're new here, welcome to the show and we're happy to have you. But be sure to check out the website for the podcast, tbotbpod.com. That can be a great resource, a great tool. If you listen to a previous episode, you like the guests, you want to utilize their services, you want to hire them, you want to buy a product from them, go to the website. On the website, you can see a little bit more about them. You can see their picture. You can get some contact information for them. You can go to the website of whichever organization they represent or if they own a business, whichever business that they do own. Listen, I had someone reach out to me two days ago about contacting some guests and I was just like, listen, go to the website. They were like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. So I wanted to bring it up now again because I had them go to the website. They were able to contact the guests utilizing the tools on the website. So definitely check it out. Also check out social media pages for the podcast. The username is at TBOTBpod. Sometimes you just have to type out the full name of the show. It really just depends on which platform you're trying to follow the show on. But hey, whatever one you use mostly, be sure to give the podcast a follow. Again, that is at TBOTBpod. Now let's get into the disclaimer. The discussions on this podcast are for informational purposes only. I cannot predict and do not guarantee that you will attain a particular result from the information provided. You should always seek professional assistance before making decisions in connection with the topics discussed. Now, let's go into this week's episode. On today's show, I am doing another episode on my own, aka a solo episode as I like to call it, and this will not be a common theme on the show, but there are some topics that I find very important, and I find that I have enough experience in life, I have enough experience in the kind of situations that I want to talk about to be the best of the best to tell you all about how I would approach it. And you can pick and choose what you take from what I say. So 
It is not going to be a solo show from here on out with no more guests. It's just a few topics I've been wanting to touch upon. And as I have been getting more comfortable as a host, been growing as a host, learning new things as a host, I feel more comfortable to do solo episodes. Because if you're not a podcast host, think about the idea of sitting in a room where I am now with no one else around and I'm just talking into the microphone. It definitely takes some getting used to. There's not another person to bounce off a question. There's not another person that can talk if I have a hiccup, if I'm going to sneeze, something along those lines. So there are times where I will do solo episodes. It won't be as common as having a guest because this is a guest-driven show. I like to bring on the best of the best in each industry, as I always say. So to get into today's topic, the focus of today's episode will be, quote unquote, being the youngest in the room. And Being the youngest in the room, there's always different aspects of situations where that can sort of play into how you feel, what you're going to say, what you're going to do, your body interactions, things along those lines. But the first thing I want to talk about in terms of being the youngest in the room, which may be the most obvious, is being in business. Being in business at a young age is something that definitely, it's a weird feeling, And so I want to talk upon a few different things that I've highlighted that I've noted throughout my experience being in business at a young age, whether it's been an entrepreneur opening new businesses myself, trying to start new businesses, or that's working within my family's company and sitting inside meetings and sitting in a setting where I am the youngest in the room and we are having a business transaction. The first thing I want to talk about within a business setting and being the youngest in the room is knowing when to talk. And this gets very, very tricky because there's numerous factors that it depends on knowing when to talk because why are you there? That's going to be the first one. Why are you there? Are you there to be vocal? Are you there to listen? Are you there to take notes? Are you there to present new ideas. What role are you playing in this meeting? And that's going to be a huge key into deciding when you're going to talk and knowing when you should talk. So knowing when you should talk should be at a point when you, I don't want to say feel 100% confident because some people struggle with confidence and it's something that they work on in their life. So I don't want to say confidence, but you should be 100% certain about the facts of what you're going to say. Last episode, I talked about facts and the importance of them in a different manner, but here the same thing still stands where if you're presenting facts, you know that they're facts. People can try to debate them, but you can't really disregard a fact. So knowing when to talk, it has to deal with the idea of knowing facts, knowing 100% that your facts are true, that they're accurate, that they are truthful, like I just said. So that's going to be a huge thing to consider when you are sitting in this meeting and you are young. And the reason that is, is because let's say you're the youngest in the room, but you own the company. Knowing when to talk is going to be very different for you than if you're an intern at a you know, major company that has over 5,000 employees and you randomly got brought into this meeting with executives of the company and they brought you in because you presented an idea. Okay, well, you're going to know a little bit different time of when to talk. Or let's just say you're there as an intern and you're taking notes. Then you're really going to know when to talk. You're not going to talk unless someone asks you, hey, what's your opinion on this? Or if you feel very confident in an idea that you're going to present. The next thing I want to talk about is everyone, 
this is a huge flaw at a young age. And I used to be guilty of it. I used to have this mindset. You do not know it all. I'm 22 years old. At 22 years old, I do not know it all. I am the furthest from knowing it all. I talk about learning on the show because learning is the best thing you can do, but you do not know it all. Maybe you know it all about a certain very specific topic, but you do not know it all. And I think the biggest problem with people around my age range is that they think they do know it all. And that's a big hinder because when you are the youngest in the room and you're talking like you know it all, you have people in this room that are probably generational, generations older than you, have experienced much different things in life than you have, have experienced either worse or better things than you have, or just very different and they have a different outlook on situations. And if you think you know it all, you need to reevaluate with yourself. You need to look in the mirror and say, listen, I don't know it all and this is causing me to hinder my ability to grow, hinder my ability to interact with people in a professional setting because if I'm just sitting there saying, oh, that's not true, I know that this is true and there's no way what you're saying is true because this is true. You don't know it all. There will be certain points where you will have to stick your ground and you will have to say, no, this is right, again, presented with facts, but you don't know it all. And if you are someone that's young and very involved in a business setting and business interactions and transactions, acting like you know it all, I have had this conversation with people on this podcast that are very successful entrepreneurs, business owners, and they have brought up this same idea. And I have experienced things like this because like I said, I used to have that mentality years ago. I used to think in high school at 18, freshman year of college, I knew it all. No one could tell me anything. No one could tell me shit. But that's such a flawed way of thinking, such a hindering way of thinking for yourself, for your mental growth, your physical growth. You don't know it all. So realize that. And then realize, how can I start to learn? How can I start to become better than a person that thinks that they know it all? Well, I would say a start was understanding that you don't know it all and then figuring out a way for you to learn, right? And again, People will debate whether can you know it all about a certain topic, can you not? Will there always be new ways emerging of how to approach it? In my opinion, yes, there will be. So you won't ever know it all. Third, respect those that may disagree with you. And I want to go back to the first point I make of knowing when to talk because let's say you know when to talk in a meeting. You present your ideas which again, a lot of these situations and hypotheticals that I'm bringing up aren't really hypotheticals because they've happened to me and I'm using my personal experience and others outside influence in people that I look up to and people that I know that are successful tell me certain things. But respecting people's opinions, even though they may disagree with you or you may disagree with them, is very important in business that you do it in a professional and respectful way. Because let's say you knew when to talk. Someone asked you or you knew this was your time to talk and you talked and you said something and someone else said, that is absolutely wrong. You're the youngest guy in the room. What do you know? Okay, sir, ma'am, here is why I feel the way I feel. And I'm going to back it up now with reasons that can build a concrete base that no one can take down about the way I feel. And if they're not willing to understand that, then that's on them. That's not on you. You've laid out everything you could lay out. But 
you have to be respectful because if you have a temper and you blow up and you say, fuck you, that's bullshit, or I'm not going to listen to that, other people in the room will look at that and be like, okay, so this guy has a problem with his confidence. He's not able to disagree. He's not able to see another side of things. So be able to respect those you disagree with. But also, this is going into my fourth point, don't shift your stance for the wrong reason. Let's say, and this has happened to me, this has literally happened to me, and I will not name the company just because I don't want to because it's not necessary, but this has happened to me. I was an intern at a major company, major company, one all of you know. I was an intern and probably one of the smallest businesses that they were the parent of this major company. They had a subsidiary and this was it. And I was working as an intern within it. And the head CEO of the company, I emailed, I said, hey, I think I found a pretty big flaw in something that you guys say all the time as a company. I think it was written wrong. It's improper grammar. And I wanted to bring it to your attention because I think that everything should be great, the best, right? Hence the name of the show, the best of the best. I've always had the mentality. And we went back and forth and he said, no, you know, this is, I, I think you're off base. I think you're reading it wrong. It's not meant to be in that way. And then a few days later, I said, actually, I talked to some people about it. And he said, you know, you might be right. Can you go a little bit further into detail about why you think that? I said what I said. And then they came back and they said, nope, we're going to keep it the way it is because that's how it's been. No one has really ever brought that up. And I still believe what I believe. I'm not shifting my stance on it, but I think there are certain situations that I also have saw firsthand where other interns or other people at a lower caliber within a company, right? An assistant, someone that's not an executive, they vocalize something that they feel a certain way about. And someone says, no, that's not right. And then they sort of agree and say, oh, yeah, 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 that's not right. You're right, actually. Because the person who's saying that to them has more power within the company, might be the one that's you know, writing the check to feed their family. They might be nervous to vocalize why they feel that they are right. So be sure not to shift your stance on something just because of fear, just because you're scared, just because it makes you uncomfortable, because you're the youngest one in the room. Because you're the youngest one in the room, because you're at a lower caliber than the person that's telling you no. Well, if they're saying no, think about what they're saying, why they're saying it, and attack it. Attack it in a respectful way, a professional way, a disciplined way, but make sure that things are clear and cut and black and white as to why you think the way you think, but don't shift your stance for the wrong reasons. Don't do it. It's not worth it because then you're digging at yourself. You're telling yourself you're not as good as you tell yourself that you are because you're scared that the person right there is going to do something bad to you, is going to think differently of you, isn't going to give you that great file, isn't going to say good job. You never know what will happen, but make sure you don't change your stance because it is something that a person of power is disagreeing with you about or don't change your stance for the wrong reasons. And it's okay to be scared. Again, this is number five. I have eight for you. This is number five. It's okay to be scared, but don't be silent. Give insight on things, right? And that being scared is okay, but don't be silent sort of thing. It goes hand in hand with the first point of knowing when to talk, but be scared, but don't be silent. 
Be confident in your answer. Even if you're not 100% confident, be confident in the way you present yourself, the way you're speaking about a topic, the way you're approaching a situation. Because if other people see that you're confident, then they'll say, okay, wow, he's really confident in this. He really believes this. And I promise you, I promise you that people can tell the difference between when you are confident in your speaking and when you are not. I promise you that people can tell the difference because a lot of the times the people that can tell the difference have been in the situations where people haven't been confident and that displays. As much as you try and hide it, it displays. Unless you can really fake it till you make it, it displays. But it's okay to be scared. I am pretty good at public speaking and voicing my opinion in whatever setting it is, but of course I've been scared before. Of course that's happened to me, but I did it. I still voiced what I wanted to say because I was confident in myself that I knew that I could back it up with facts. I knew I could back up what I was saying and why I was saying it. But don't be silent. Don't be silent. And this is another point I want to make. It's sort of in between five and six. What we can call it 5.5, but it's give new insight into things. If you are the youngest in the room, in my opinion, you are seeing change that needs to happen in a different manner from someone that's been working in the company for 30 years, 20 years, even 10 years. This hasn't been changed before. Why would we change it now? That whole thing. But I think a lot of the time when people are in a position where they have longevity in a certain setting, which in this case would be a business setting, they can tend to be blinded by change and how beneficial it can be. Or maybe not blinded, maybe they're scared of the change because things have been working so well. Now, you don't want to change a process that has worked for 50 plus years and has proof that it's efficient and it's great. But if you feel that something needs to be changed and you can show why that change would be for the better, do it. Because there are people that can't see how beneficial change is or are scared of change, are scared of the idea of things changing, the way they conduct their business changes. They're scared by that. But if you really truly believe and you've done the research, you've done the studies, and you think that it can be beneficial, don't be silent. Give new ideas because being the youngest in the room, you are filled with new ideas. You have grown up in a different generation, a different way of life than all these other people have mostly. So don't be afraid to give new insight. Number six, it's pretty simple. It's ask questions. And I think this goes along with too, being scared. If you're scared to ask questions, tell yourself, I'm just going to raise my hand. Raise your hand. If that's the kind of setting it is and not in school where it's like, oh, like I'm going to raise my hand fully up in the air, just throw a little like wave out in front of you, like, excuse me, like sort of like that and say, hey, I have a question. What is that? What does that mean? Why is this? Because when people see, especially if you're the youngest in the room, that you're asking questions, they're going to say, wow, this kid, this guy, this girl, they are really paying attention. They're really paying attention and they're really trying to learn. They care that much that they're going to ask why this is or why that is. And I think a lot of the times people are nervous to ask questions because they feel like they should know what that is. And let's say you should know what it is, but you don't and you ask the question. Be honest. 
hey, sorry, I knew before the meeting I should have briefed myself. I should have known what this meant or what this is. I didn't, and that's my fault, and I take responsibility for that. But can someone briefly just explain what this is, how this works? Because let's say someone does explain it, and you say, okay, wait, wait, why is this like this? Shouldn't we be doing this like this? Again, new idea. Going back to the last point, new idea. Is this a new idea? You don't know what the situation is, but don't be afraid to ask questions either. Please, everyone asking questions, people say, oh, this is a dumb question. I'm a believer and I know other people that there are no such thing as dumb questions. I, I think I had someone on the show that said there are no such thing as dumb questions, just dumb people. And I didn't have time to sort of clap back at them on that. But I, that is, that's horrible. That's, that's garbage. Don't listen to that. That's nonsense because if someone is asking a question that the answer is going to help them understand something more in depth or more fully, why the fuck would we hinder that ability? Why would we say you're dumb for that? I personally, as a leader, I want other people to grow. I want to help other people along the way. There's no such thing as dumb questions. Number seven, take notes. Taking notes might be a common thing that you see people go into a meeting, they bring an iPad, a computer, uh, old school paper and notepad, right? And to some of you out there that are listening, they're gonna say, hey, that's not old school. That's not old school lesson. It's old school because you can lose that piece of paper. You can lose those notes. You can have something happen. If you have a computer that backs up to the cloud, that's gonna be there forever. That's the reason I use it. At least I should say, I hope it's gonna be there forever, right? But take notes because notes can help Show number one, that you're interested if you're actively taking notes. Number two, let's say someone has a question about the meeting. Let's say that a head executive saw you, the youngest person in the room taking notes. And afterwards they said, hey, I saw you were taking notes. Did you by chance happen to jot this down and you have it? Now that is something someone will remember you for. Hey, I was in that meeting and I wasn't paying attention, but so-and-so was taking notes. I asked them for it. Listen, Taking notes is so beneficial because you can help others, but you can review them after. You can talk to yourself after and go over what you just discussed in that meeting. It's important. It's important to take notes. And number eight, before we do a little switch of topics, number eight, make sure people know who you are. Again, I think a lot of things that I just talked about goes back to knowing when to talk, but Nonetheless, introduce yourself. Even though COVID, not COVID, go and shake a hand. Go and shake everyone's hand. Introduce yourself. Make yourself known. You're at that meeting. You're in that room for a reason. Even though you're the youngest in the room, you're there for a reason. So make sure people know who you are. Shake their hand. Introduce yourself. Say, hey, I'm so-and-so. This is why I'm here today. Or, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Introduce yourself because people will also remember that you went out of the way to introduce yourself in a setting that you might have been nervous in. It never can hurt for people to know who you are, of course, if you've done no wrong. If you've done wrong and you fucked up in a meeting and you said, this is who I am beforehand, people are going to be like, oh my God, that's that guy. But if you follow those eight things that I just listed, you probably will be good. So make sure people know who you are. Make sure they know why you're there, in my opinion. And make sure that you are contributing in an efficient, positive manner to whatever 
meeting you're in, whatever business transaction you're a part of, make sure people know who you are. Now that I got all eight of those things out of the way for a business transaction, a business setting of being the youngest in the room, I want to talk about a different situation that I think also correlates. And that would be something along the lines of like a board meeting for a school or a school meeting that you're a part of at a university, something along those lines. But I think the situations that I'm going to talk about can also parallel to other things in life, other interactions that you'll have, whether that's with your significant other's family where you may be the youngest and they're not there. There's certain things that will happen in life where you will be the youngest. It's not always going to be in business or a university board meeting or even a high school board meeting where there's teachers there, there's the authorities, there's the principal, where you're going to be the youngest in the room. But I think, again, these things can parallel with other situations in life where you can take value from what I'm going to say. So first, let me give you my experience. I was once at a board meeting for Michigan State University. I was asked to come to voice my opinion of things going on as a student on campus what I like, what I don't like, what I think can be fixed, what I think is going great, all those kinds of things. And I think I talked too much. I made the mistake of talking too much during this meeting. But one thing is that I did not back down from my stance. I had people disagree with what I said about certain things, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because it doesn't matter. But I had people disagree with me. But I never changed my stance because I still truly believed in it. I understood what they were saying, but I also understood why I felt the way I felt. I understood that that wasn't going to change the way I felt. So even though people disagreed, I did not back down my stance. But going back to what I said, I made the mistake of talking too much and I don't want you all to make that same mistake. Don't talk too much. Do not. Because it's not a business transaction. You're not typically at these kinds of things. It's budgeting, but it's not really like your money and no one's profiting with it. So it's a little bit different situation that may be not as tense. It may be more tense. There's going to be certain technicalities that are going to change the course and how you should act. But nonetheless, don't talk too much. And I know I talked about this in the business world, but give new insight. I was sitting in a room full of board members for Michigan State in a certain department, and the things I was saying, some of them voiced to me that they never heard this. They never knew this was going on. They never thought about situations in a certain way that I did. And when I voiced that, I had, I can't tell you, maybe five people, four people come up to me after and say, wow, listen, I really appreciated what you said. That was very great. You seem like a great student. You have a great outlook on situations. Overall, that was just great. You know, it's a pleasure to meet you. And I appreciate that so much because I was scared. I recognized when I had finished talking that I did talk too much. I recognized that. And I was like, oh my God, on the inside, I just talked too much. Did I say things I didn't want to say that I should have kept in? But at the end of the day, it ended up working out for me. But me giving new insight to these board members that graduated college 20 years ago, I think was the minimum of someone or maybe 15 years ago from someone that was there. It only helped 
when I shared my experience, when I shared my thoughts of someone my age being the youngest in the room because I felt so, I felt like I was the only one, right? Think about you're in a room of people wearing all white. It's an all white party. People are, it's a white linen party and you show up in a black tuxedo. That's how I felt. But I was wearing a nice black tuxedo. I felt good that I was that person. I felt good that people were giving me attention in a way that I was able to change the way they thought about things. I was able to shift stances, shift ideas, shift money that was going somewhere else to go now someplace else to help someone, to help a group of people. So giving new insight based upon your age, based upon being the youngest in the room, especially in a situation like a board meeting, things that aren't business is also very important. And this goes into my last point with this kind of thing is changing with the times. Times change. And a lot of the times these people in these positions don't. These board members that have been on the board for 10 years, that have been on the board for 15 years, they have the experience. They've seen, experienced things in life that I have not experienced but they are not there currently and times change. So make sure that you're voicing to them, hey, this is the way things used to be. I understand that, but this is the way things are now. And we need to focus on the now because the way things are now, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it doesn't matter, they need to know that. And they need to see what your stance is from someone living in the moment, living there, being there, being present there, seeing a lot of things that are happening. They need to know that. So make sure that you're voicing that times change and that things sometimes are better off changing. And I know the business part and this part sort of intersected a little bit, but there are certain things that there were some differences, which I talked about. But make sure, again, that you are being you. You are being you. You're not being someone else that someone else in the room wants you to be. You're not being someone that's nervous because you're worried. Uh, when I was in this room, there were my professors that were in charge of my final grades were there. A few of them, not just one, a few of them. And I know that they disagreed with some of the things that I said, but I think that they respected me after I said those things because they're like, wow, he really said that. He wasn't nervous to say that. And so board meetings, different from business transactions because of certain things, but a lot of the same things, you're going to present yourself in the same manner, have the same professionalism that you would have, and stay humble, stay grounded, be respectful, but be yourself. And for one more thing I want to talk about is social situations, sticking up and being the good guy for others. And let me tell you about something in the way that I grew up. I grew up understanding right from wrong a lot of the time and being respectful to people. And what I'm going to say has a lot to do with the way we treat people that we are interacting with in a way where we're the consumer, whether that's going to a restaurant, whether that's going to a grocery store, whether that's going to your local mom and pop toy store, whether that's trying somewhere new, whatever it may be. We all know Karens. There's Karens out there. Karens are causing, stirring the pot, causing the trouble. But being the good guy in a way that when you're the youngest person in the room can be very difficult. 
And I want to give you one example. This example happened to me two months ago. I was at Publix, which if you're not familiar with what Publix is, it's a very popular chain of grocery stores in Florida. I was at a Publix and there was, he was probably 80 years old, maybe 85 years old. And I was walking out of the store and I just hear screaming. I Mind you, I didn't see him yet. I just hear screaming. Fuck you, you fucking bitch. What the fuck, 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 bitch, bitch, bitch. That whole thing, right? And mind you, I had someone helping me carry the groceries, one of the baggers out to the car because I had so much stuff and I was alone. So I'm like, hey, can you hold on a second? I want to see what's going on. And I just see this old man, again, 80 to 85 years old, screaming, cussing out these workers at the grocery store. Everyone, and mind you, this was a Sunday. Everyone around is not doing anything. I was for sure the youngest person there that wasn't a child. And everyone's looking around not doing anything. The way I was raised to be, I was raised to protect people. I was raised to be the good guy. That's how I was raised to be. And so I go up to this guy and I say, hey, listen, for 80, 85 years old, I would hope that you would understand right from wrong. And talking to three women that are the employees of the store in this way, what are you doing? Did you never learn right from wrong? What are you doing? You have all these people looking at you like you're some crazy guy. And I said to him, everyone was wearing a mask at this time. I know crazy in Florida, right? But they all were wearing a mask because you had to in Publix at this time. But everyone here is laughing at you underneath their mask because they're laughing at how stupid and disrespectful you look from an outsider's perspective, how crazy you look. And why I tell that story is because I was the youngest one there, but I had other civilian interactors. And when I say civilian interactors, they're not working for the store. I had store employees thank me a lot for protecting them because they're in a position where they can't say anything and they can't talk shit back to the customer, but I can. Only if the customer is in the wrong will I do that. I've done that many other times. That is just the most recent example. But I talk about leadership on the show a lot. And going hand in hand with leadership and being the youngest one in the room, like I said, I was the youngest in the store. I had a retired police officer come up to me after and say, the way you handled that and with how young you are, it was truly tremendous. You stuck up for the store employees. You were professional to this guy. You were respectful to him. Even though I called him out about his age, I told him that he should know right from wrong. And I still stand by that today. So if you're somewhere and you're the youngest person in the room and you see this happening, you see someone being horrible to a waiter or waitress, a lot of people will say, stick to your own business. Don't get involved in someone else's business. But if someone is getting tortured, verbally abused, of course, if it's physical, I would hope you would jump in. But if they're in one of these situations and you're not sticking up for them, you fucking better be now after hearing this because I can't tell you how many times these store employees have literally cried, cried because of how thankful they were that there was someone there like myself or like my dad who raised me to be that way to help and level the playing ground, level the playing ground of not letting someone get bulldozed over because they have a name tag on that represents Publix where if they start cussing back and say, fuck you, you old man, you fucking piece of shit, that they're going to get fired after that. 
but I'm not going to get fired. I don't work at Publix. I can defend those people that deserve to be defended. That is what being a leader, even though you're the youngest in the room, means. Show others how to conduct themselves in a respectful way, how to interact with other humans correctly. Because there's some people, even though you're the youngest in the room, they still don't get that. But we can try to make this world a better place day by day, second by second, by being the good guy, sticking up, being respectful, being humble, putting someone in their place if they need to be put in their place, but do it in a way where others will respect it. Understand right from wrong. Understand that there is times when a worker will be wrong. Not that that means that gives any reason for someone to be rude and screaming and cussing, but there will be instances like that. But you have to know when to engage and when to not. And I hope that you all now will be someone that sticks up for one of these people in this position because it's important. You need to protect those that cannot protect themselves. And if nothing more, I want to end on this for this portion of the nitty grittiness of this episode. Age is just a number to me. I know people have said that, but to me it is because like that old man out there, I think I understand more of right than wrong than he does, even though he's experienced more in life than I have. He's probably been in better or worse situations than I have been. But what I can tell you is no one that understands right from wrong conducts himself in that way. And age is just a number. I don't care how old you are. You can conduct yourself human to human, person to person in a way that isn't going to be like that because it shouldn't be. And you're much stronger when you're not like that. Take it from someone who has been like that before, screaming, not at necessarily workers like that because that's just not me, even if they do something wrong, but at people that are just wrong. And I always look like the weaker link because I'm so angry about it. So take it from someone that's made that mistake before and protect those that cannot protect themselves. But we also have to learn from our elders. Look up to them. There are some great fucking people out there. I would say small majority is bad. Small majority is bad. Doesn't understand right from wrong. Big majority, they understand. They understand right from wrong. They can show you the ropes. They can teach you about their life lessons that they've encountered. And it's something that you need to be conscious of. Respect your elders, but remember age is just a number. Respect them, talk to them, listen to them, pick their brain. I mean, you couldn't believe what a lifetime of things that these people have seen that you can learn from. Good and bad, you can learn from it. So everyone, respect your elders, voice your thoughts. Age is just a number. Don't be afraid of change. In fact, recognize it, embrace it. But now, Let's get into the outro of the show. Leadership is everything, especially in today's world where we need leaders. Lead by example. Always lead in a way that is setting a positive example for others to follow. Because there are followers out there. That's just human nature in my opinion. There are people that are leaders. There are people that are followers. And there are some people that are followers that can't be leaders. And there are absolutely people that are leaders that it is impossible for them to follow. But we need good, genuine leaders in this world. And being the youngest in the room in any situation where you're doing a positive thing, to me, would indicate that you are a leader, that you're in that room for a reason. You're in that room because you are a leader. 
If you are in that room and you are the youngest in there, remember what I talked about. Remember, you should know when to talk. Remember what I said when I said that you should ask questions. Make sure people know who you are. You should know all of those things now. So be a leader, be the youngest in the room, and remember, always be learning. Life should be about absorbing information, taking in experiences. The information known inside your head is something someone can never take away from you. And shout out to Lance, my brother, for telling me that one day. No one can ever take away what you know, what you've been taught. So don't take it for granted and always be learning. Woo. I just had a had a full-on rant there for, for about 40 minutes, but thank you everyone for listening. Like I said in the intro, please continue to spread the word about the show. Friends, family members, co-workers, even random fucking people that you just met, make sure you tell them to listen to the best of the best. Maverick's Guide to Success. Because that's also being a leader. You're helping them evolve. You're helping teach them things that they might not know. You're helping them in a way where maybe you don't know that they're struggling with something and then they listen to the episode. You never know. Spread the word. Make sure you're subscribed. And now you just listen to another episode of the best of the best Maverick's Guide to Success. Have a great rest of the week and have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you.